Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hey guys on the monorail. I think I can see the Dumbo ride in the distance. That reminds me, the voice of Dumbo's mother is Verna Felton. I actually knew that, Alex. She's one of my heroes. She inspired me to start voice acting myself. Do you have any favorite voice acting you're trying to do? Actually, we're sitting on it, Alex. The monorail is my best impression. <sighs> wow. Five stars. Welcome to episode 222 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm one of your host, Alex. And I'm Chris. Today we'll be giving the his on Verna Felton. But before we get to the episode, I'd like to let everyone know who's listening that they can easily join our group group. They just go to our social media and go to Diz His Pod on all social media, Twitter and Instagram, Facebook as well. You can go to our bio and there you can find our link tree. And from there, you can join our group troop, which is our Patreon for $2 a month. And you will be able to join the Discord server we have that allows everyone to interact on a daily basis. Um, we're going to have future guests on the show. And some of these guests are patrons who help. You know, you if you've been listening, you've been listening to me. I'll say, oh, Ryan's done this and Ryan's done that. Well, we have two Ryans and they both have been helping with the podcast since Joe has left. And they're, you know, they, they're just patrons who are willing to lend a hand. So if you want to get your hands dirty and get your hands actually helping the podcast, you can become a Patreon, get direct connection to us, and we can, you know, throw around some ideas and whatnot. You can also from there get to our Tee Public where you can get some merchandise for us as well. And if you are a Patreon member, you do get entered to our giveaways, which we'll be doing giveaways sometime. I don't know if we'll do it this month, maybe next month. Um, I want to try and get a good giveaway for us to do. Definitely some October themed stuff, some Halloween themed stuff. That, yeah, I, I think yep. saving up for an, a nice October giveaway is the way to go versus, you know, just spending something on September time. You know, what's September? Back to school. <laughs> not my wife, not my wife's uh, birthday. <laughs> Maybe um, we can uh, give away a birthday card. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so just. Head over there to our link tree via our social media, and you can find all the Diz His good stuff as well as our blog. Yeah, and if you do want to get involved with the show but can't financially get involved, I understand. But you can send us an email at dizhispod at gmail.com. We will read the email live unless it's an advertisement. Unless it's an ad- unless unless it's an advertisement or something that I actually like, maybe then I'll read it. Maybe I'll read it. Or if you send us free stuff, I'll read it. I'll probably yeah, know. free stuff will go a long yeah. way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and if you haven't already, please go and give the podcast a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, a neighbor. We don't care. It just helps us. Every single endorsement of the show helps us immensely. And before I take it back over to Alex, Alex did kind of touch on this. We have had some help from how he who he calls just Patreons. Um <laughs> <laughs> which we did get some kickback in the in the chat that's why i'm touching on it the just patreons that we were talking about are actually going to soon be uh hosts of the show we are working on um bringing in some disney experts who are going to be on on a rotating basis the one week you might have ryan the other week you might have ryan like they're two different people they just we don't have good nicknames for them yet and then we have scott we have nick from sandpiper we have a lot of uh of people that we're going to be bringing on the show starting next week actually Alex, aren't we yeah but, uh, yeah starting next week for sure 
So Scott from the No New Friends podcast will be on next week to uh, which we'll, we'll talk about at the end of the episode. What were we talking about? But yeah, so on a weekly basis, we'll maybe we'll tell you who's going to be on. And if you don't like that person, maybe that's a week that you don't listen. And if you do like the person, maybe you subscribe to our Patreon and watch them live, right, Alex? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Watch us live, and you can uh, you know join live, join our our live show banter, talk about us, and give us ideas, or even make fun of us as we record. That's uh, yeah. what a lot of people do as well. Is they like to bag on us while recording, and some of that stuff you don't hear because I edit no, out the podcast. That's true. It goes on cutting room floor. So again, another reason to become a Patreon, and like Scott over No New Friends likes to say, if you tell a person and they tell a person and they tell a person, then somehow this this weird shape, three shaped strong object will become bigger and bigger the lower we go, kind of like a pyramid. Kind of like a pyramid, not exactly. I call it a triangle mm-hmm. for legal purposes. It's like a triangle. You know, triangle schemes aren't illegal, Alex. Oh, people, yeah, people, there you go. People forget that. Yeah, there you go. But back to the actual episode, now that we've done our 15-minute intro. Uh, this episode is about Verna Felton, who was an American actress, most famously portrayed numerous iconic Disney characters from the 1940s until the 1960s, bringing to life these beloved characters for decades. Um, it's no... It's no lie that that Chris and I are not the oldest of gentlemen, uh, Chris being a lot younger than I am as well. Uh, so, you know, we weren't there to listen to these people when they first came out with their vocal audio, ex, you know, extravaganzas in the 40s and 60s, even the 70s uh, when they were released. But I know everyone has heard Verna Felton's voice for sure. That's the thing. Yeah, you might not know her name, but you'll know her voice. Exactly. And that's and that's what I'm learning about this um this series we're doing, which we have one more episode to do in this series of Disney great Disney voice actors or actresses is, you know, they have names too. Put a name to the face, Alex. Exactly. Go, go, do yourself a service and go, Google this person. They have faces, you know, and they're not cartoon. Yeah, spoiler alert. They're not hand-drawn. Yeah, they have faces. They have families. They had their own. They have lives. It's true. It's true. And that's why we should do um, a voice actor awareness month uh, one, <laughs> one month, Alex, just so, just so people know that uh, these are actually real people, and they're, in fact, not hand-drawn. They are uh, real living people. I like that. September should be voice actor, voice actor <laughs> or actress awareness month. Mark it on your calendar. It's official for next year, 2024. It's, it's coming in a year. Let's get to the his on Verna Felton. Verna Arlene Felton was born to Clara Felton and Horace Felton in 1889. 
in Salinas, California. Verna had a knack for performing and had an opportunity to perform at a local benefit when she was only nine years old. Here, a local stock owner inquired about hiring Verna to perform with his troupe. Shortly after this, Verna's father suddenly passed away. He was a doctor. But when Clara went to look at his practice for leftover money, she found no funds or even receipts for patients. The family had no money, so Verna signed on with the Allen Stock Company, run by Pearl Reuben Allen. Clara had also become a performer, pairing with her daughter. Shortly after joining the troupe, Clara married Pearl Reuben, and Verna was a star of the traveling play performers. She was even listed as a top billing act in San Francisco at only 10 years old in 1900. By age 13, the troupe had traveled up to Vancouver, Canada, where they would travel between British Columbia and Ontario. Then Sabo would perform 21 different plays with Verna as the lead. This went on until 1928 when Allen Stock Company closed down. While traveling and performing, Verna married fellow actor Lee Miller. Together they moved to New York to pursue Broadway. Verna and Lee earned some minor roles until Lee was hired as a director for Basako and Schubert Productions. The Depression hit and work on Broadway dried up, so Verna and her husband moved to California to pursue radio. Lee got a job for the NBC in Hollywood and was able to bring Verna on board as a voice actress. Lee Miller worked in radio but also voiced Pluto, as well as other background characters in Mickey Mouse cartoons between 1930 to 1941. Not gonna lie, Alex, I did zone out uh, during the fourth sentence of the history and was very confused when her mother married somebody else. Like, okay, wait, she has two spouses. And then <laughs> did see that the dad the dad was uh was very much dead by the time that um that they she remarried. Um first of all, do you want to uh, address the elephant in the room? How about these names, man? How about these names? We got Verna, yeah. Horace, Clara, yeah. Yeah. Pearl, Pearl, yeah. And there was one more. Um, the husband, Lee. Lee, there's classic, classic 19, early 1900s names. I respect Yeah. That. If it wasn't the 1910s, like let's say this is the 1930s, I would say for sure her dad was a mob doctor. <laughs> he was a doctor, quote unquote. But when he died, there was no trail of being a doctor or of money left over. But early 1900s, there were no suspicious. really, you know, mobs back then. They didn't come around until 1920s, 30s. They were still dormant. Yeah, they were just waiting to, to be reborn. Um, <laughs> there was no crime back then. No crime. No, nothing at all. Um, love the fact that she was just all in on the entertainment business from a young age. Yeah, man. Young, young, getting in there young, being an, a an actress on stage, performing. And uh, I mean... Not to give away history, but she worked up until she passed away. Her whole spoiler, life performing. Spoiler alert. spoiler alert, didn't know she was dead, Alex. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, you didn't know that? She was born in 1889, but yeah, she might be still kicking around. Well, well I, thought you're, I thought it was going to be like a really insane ending. Like this, <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, Verna Felton. Oh, <laughs> Verna's here. Um, yeah, you know, I find both ends of this really interesting. I find it interesting that people that don't get into Hollywood until like their 30s, 40s, like they land their first role. I find it equally as fascinating when you have when you're someone that's like 13 years old, uh, started out doing this and and then, you know, just continued until, like you said, the day she died. Meanwhile, Verna set her attention on the vastly expanding medium of radio. This focus sent her on a collision course with iconic actor Red Skelton. And Verna went on to play a grandmother on Skelton's radio show. The two would form a friendship that would last for decades. She was heard by millions of listeners on both comedy shows, such as those run by Dennis Day and Jack Benny and memorable duo Abbott and Costello. 
as well as in more dramatic programs, such as the Lux Radio Theater. Perhaps her more critical role was the fairy godmother in the adaptation of the classic Charles Perrault fairy tale Cinderella. With the entrance of the United States into World War II in the 1940s, leading many actors to focus on traveling overseas or working in factories, many openings presented themselves in the film industry. Many of these openings were in the animation industry at Walt Disney Studios, and when the studio needed a voice for the mother of Dumbo in 1941's Dumbo, Lee Miller immediately knew who to recommend, his wife. Verna impressed the studio executive so much that she was asked to portray not just Dumbo's mother, but Miss Jumbo and the elephant matriarch in the film. Sadly, though, Verna's joy of playing two roles in an incredibly successful Disney film was cut short by the death of her husband, Lee Miller, that same year. He was 53 years old, and the pair had one child, a son named after his father. Following her roles in Dumbo, Verna took a brief hiatus from voice acting with Disney, spurred mainly by the company's focus on smaller budget productions while many animators continue to fight in the war overseas. Trivia question for you, Alex. Yeah. What is the only Disney hero to not have a speaking role in an animated film? Well, we're talking about Dumbo, so I imagine it's in Dumbo. So is it like a mouse or something? So whoever helped Dumbo? Close, but it actually was Dumbo. Oh. Yeah, my wife just told me that the other day. I thought it was Wally, but Wally does say Wally. He also says Evie. He also doesn't speak, though. He uses, like, a speaker. Like, he doesn't right. mouth the words. I thought it was like, a true question. Yeah. I haven't seen Dumbo in a while. But now, now I'm intrigued. I don't know when the last time I saw Dumbo, to be honest. It wasn't my cup of tea. It was a scary movie when I was younger, I remember. N no, not scary. Just didn't like it that much. The main character didn't even talk. It was terrifying. What? What does that matter? Uh, I don't know. I was little. I, all these crazy thoughts running through my mind. So Dumbo, although not our cup of tea, iconic. Yes, for sure. Iconic. Super iconic. So what a crazy first film for her to be a part of for yeah. Disney. I mean, let's talk. Let's we didn't even talk about the fact her husband voiced Pluto in Mickey Mouse cartoons for 11 years. Yeah, it's like very nonchalant. Oh, yeah. And by the way, her husband voiced Pluto for a little bit. Like, that's insane. And then he and then unfortunately he passed away um, in 53. But. Uh, yeah, he, it stinks that she was doing this film and it should have been, you know, such a high point in her life. But unfortunately, you know it was, Alex, you know, I don't mean to cut you off, but Pluto doesn't talk. Right. But he did the noises. <laughs> he also did other dog dog characters on this in Mickey Mouse cartoons as well. Can you, can you imagine? Like, uh, oh, so, you know, what do you do for a living? Oh, I voice uh, Pluto. Pluto doesn't talk. Well, I do do like I growl for him and I, I pant. He did. He also, and, did, uh, he also did hound dogs and other other <laughs> other <that's> canine <laughs> animals. That's the uh, that's the classic. Like, uh, we need to get this guy a job because we need a relationship with this. This woman, uh, <laughs> she's super talented. Uh, well, can he do voices? Well, he, he pants really well. He has a really good dog <laughs> dog bark. <laughs> I know. Okay, this is off track, but we did a summer camp uh, talent show, and one of the kids, he had to be maybe six. He did dinosaur noises as his talent, and <laughs> hey, all he he's did, got, he's got a future. With all Disney's. he did was the breathing out noise of the dinosaurs <laughs> when they breathed out a, like heavy. That was his go-to. <laughs> I love dinosaur voices because you don't we don't know what they sound like, so we just have to assume that this this kid really 
He's got the he's got spot on. Dinosaur breathing out noise. Uh, love love the uh, Pluto voice actor uh, on the resume. Um, that's 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 just gold. I'm sorry. Don't mean to be talking about her husband, but that's just that's gold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other thing I was going to tell talk about was she worked on uh, Red Skelton, which thank yeah. you for uh, for talking about that, because I thought all these years because Red Red Skelton is a staple in thrift stores. Yeah, I see Red Skelton's classic hits every time. My grandpa loved him. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you know, they, they pass away and they they donate their, their VHS and DVDs. And Red Skelton is now half of the, the catalog in thrift stores. Yeah. thought it was Red Skeleton until I. No, no. Uh, until you'd be day. wrong. Yeah. Oh, no. so, An 80 year old would have punched you in the mouth if he said that. I, I know. I'm glad. I'm glad. I was never uh, a Red Skelton um, a collector. So thank goodness, because I would have been uh, I would have been scrutinized. And oh. Abbott and Costello like that. Have you listened to Abbott Costello stuff? Who's on first? That too. But yes. Like, have you actually wa- listened to the whole entire thing? No, I don't think so. I don't think Dude, I'm going to go, yeah, I don't think go it, yeah. listen to it. It's hilarious. I'll Today, do it right it's now. Still funny. Yes, I will. I'll do nope, it right not now. right now. We're recording a okay. podcast. I'll, I'll, maybe a little later. Abbott and yeah. Costello and Red Skeleton. T- I got two. Three icons in yeah. 19... 19- 40s or 30s uh television like that that yeah, is at radio, radio. I, yeah radio yeah. Amazing. and she's connected to him uh, yeah amazing like i mean imagine she, she's like i work for red skeleton oh wow that's amazing i work with abba and costello whoa are you serious i work with walt disney what my husband voiced a dog in, uh, <laughs> in, in disney as well <laughs> I voiced, I was in Dumbo, I was in Red Skelton, I was in Avagastello. What's your husband do for a living? <laughs> <laughs> you know that doll that doesn't talk in, uh, in those Disney cartoons? That's actually that's, my husband. That's him. That's, that's him. Husband. He just stands there in pre- his presence. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. <laughs> and what if he was actually really bad at the dog noises, and they told him he was actually voicing Pluto, they just got some, like, they recorded a dog. Like a, a, like a Ringo did. effect? Yes, exactly. <laughs> hey, I, I heard you got that Rowan Dumbo. I'm working on my dog impression. <laughs> it's just so this funny. is after Jesus. that. This is about the same year, actually. I know. Coincidental. It's the same exact year. <laughs> she's that iconic character. The year He's that like... she voiced Dumbo is the year he stopped doing. <laughs> oh, no. He stopped doing the voice because he passed away. <laughs> that that probably explains uh... <laughs> After World War II's conclusion, Walt Disney team continued where they left off, continuing to bring classic fairy tales to life on the screen. The first of these tales to be adapted was Cinderella. They still needed an actress to voice the fairy godmother, recalling Verna's versatility in Dumbo and her experience with this character in prior radio productions. The team decided to cast her in the role that she would ultimately make iconic. Following her success portraying the lovable grandmother fairy godmother, Verna continued her voice acting career with an entirely different character the selfish, temperamental, and unpredictable Queen of Hearts in 1951's Alice in Wonderland. Verna portrayed yet another unlikable character, Aunt Sarah, in 1955's The Lady and the Tramp, a film that would become a family affair when her son signed on to voice Jim Deere as well. By the mid-1950s, Verna had truly shown her acting range, portraying both lovable characters that audiences adored and despicable characters that audiences loved to hate. When the time came to cast Red Fairy for Flora, for 1959's Sleeping Beauty, Verna was a clear choice. Outside of Disney, Felton would have her first television appearance in 1951 on an episode of Amos and Andy show. She would later appear in I Love Lucy, leading to a regular supporting role in CBS's sitcom December Bride, 
where she would go on and be nominated for the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Supporting Actress in 1958 and 1959. As the 1950s came to a close, Verna was even asked to serve as the honorary mayor of North Hollywood, showing how beloved an actress she truly was. She would then be heard all over America in the season two and three of Hanna-Barbera's The Flintstone as Pearl Slag Hoople, Fred's mother-in-law. Later in the 60s, Verna would be asked to work for Disney again as a voice of Winifred the Elephant in The Jungle Book. Before the production was wrapped, Verna Felton passed away from a stroke on December 14, 1966, a day before Walt Disney would pass away. She is buried at Grand Memorial Park Cemetery in Glendale, California. So few things about this that stick out to me a lot. So we did talk about how her husband had the role of Pluto, which I thought was funny, right? Yes. So, but what's 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 funnier, like the fact that he was Pluto, like iconic dog, or that she had a very unique pattern in her voice acting career too? So she plays an evil person, right? And then they're like, she's a really good, like, what do they say? Like, you're a really good bad guy. Like you, you, we need you back for. Mm. Uh, another villain character that's kind of funny but also i think the funniest part is she started her career as an elephant and they asked her she's like this is this lady is just she's got the voice of an elephant and they bring her back for winifred in in jungle book yeah i think that's pretty funny is that she started with disney in dumbo voicing elephant and she ended her job with disney voicing an elephant which is pretty interesting that's kind of the cycle it went through uh but these characters that we named in between i mean it's 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 insane. Okay. The, okay. So what's the what's the most iconic one in your opinion? I would say I would say the Queen of Hearts. Yeah, I I am not a uh, an Alice in Wonderland person, but I know the voice of the Queen of Hearts. Exactly. Like yeah, you know. I mean, the Fairy Godmother is up there. Whitney Queen... Houston is my Fairy Godmother, Alex. Oh, okay. Sorry. In the Roger Hammers gene, which is streaming on Disney Plus. Um. So I mean, Fairy Godmother's up there. But Queen of Hearts, I think, is very iconic. Um, the aunt and Lady Tramp, like that is a good one. And I think it's awesome. Her son was involved in that film as well, voicing Jim Deere. Um, which, you know, when we watched it, this is off, off track. We're getting off track this episode. Sorry. But I think it was when we watched a live action movie that I realized that they're only called Jim Deere because they call each other Deere all the time. So the oh, dogs just thought that's their last name. That's really funny. I like that. Right. Um, okay. So Jim Deere, her son voiced that. And uh, yeah. So, and then she, what else did she do? She did something else here for, uh, she did a fairy, which one? Flora. So um, two fairies, two villains, two elephants. You know, two elephants. Yeah. Wow, very woman of twos. Um, I loved the, um, not I loved the, I can also imagine the fairy godmother's voice and i mm-hmm. i haven't watched cinderella that many times but i don't know it's it's one of those voices you can just hear bippity boppity boo yeah oh yeah like yeah, you, yeah. You, you that's very hear, iconic as well hear, yeah you can hear her voice so i don't know it would be it would be okay that's gonna be our question of the week this week uh alex it'll be our poll on our spotify episode so if you're listening yeah. to this anywhere else go over to spotify and vote because i'm curious to see who you think is more iconic, Fairy Godmother or Queen of Hearts? Yeah, it's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. It's hard. It's, it's tough it's, for me. You know, when you're thinking about it, whose voice do you really hear in your head? You know, which one's the strongest? You know? Yeah. And if you hear more than just these people, then maybe um, I don't know, it's not that we can help you with. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
subscribe to our podcast. Um, but you know what's also funny is I know a lot of times I don't add things they do outside of Disney, but I thought it was interesting how she was on TV. She played people on TV. Yeah. She was so good that she was nominated for a primetime Emmy two years in a row. But then also she voiced um, Fred's mother-in-law on the Flintstones, one of the most iconic cartoons ever. What I love about the story of Verna Felton is that she was immensely talented, but she also got her flowers before she died. Like she was recognized everywhere. And mm. uh, it's like she she was um, it wasn't. I guess I'm trying to say, like, a lot of these talented people aren't recognized until they pass away, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but she was given the recognition. She got these awards. I think the honorary mayor of Hollywood could have been the most um, prestigious award of her career, just because it's, it's Hollywood, North and Hollywood. But yeah, yeah, and they're and they're. Uh, we'll just take off the North. We'll take off the, <laughs> but seriously, like like that's a huge, yeah, huge honor, especially for, sure. for like like she had this uh, amazing career, and they and they give her that honor. Yeah. I don't know. Holly, I mean, everything stems from there. And the fact that she was given that that honorary position was just yeah, I mean, really cool. I just did Disney history. I did not dig deep into her actual radio career. Ryan. Which was very extensive. Yeah, Ryan in um in chess so she died too young. It's true. And that's why it's so nice that she actually was recognized while she was living. Yeah, she like she she was born right before nineteen hundreds. So yeah, she she died in her mid to late sixties. Yeah. So yeah, yeah definitely her, young. But it's it's hard to imagine that she died young. So actually, seventies with all these accolades that she had, mm-hmm. all these credits yeah. she has to her name. Uh huh. For sure. Yeah. But I'm, that being said, Alex, she'll live on forever because these are iconic roles. Iconic roles. Iconic roles, and even if they do a live action, you know, they've done a live action Cinderella, and I think she's still the more iconic. Um, fairy godmother they've done a live action lady tramp i think her aunt voice is still more iconic than the one from lady tramp and if they do and they've done live action queen of hearts but i don't know her queen of hearts voice i think is the most iconic still yeah oh absolutely and they only do these remakes because of how amazing these actors and actresses made the first ones you know Mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah we hear Diz his think Verna Felton was an incredible voice actress who paved the way for future Disney voice actors, especially female actors. And her iconic voice will be listened to by generations to come. Are you looking for a magical experience? Look no further than Three Chicky Chicks, a Disney-themed candle company. They'll transport you to your favorite childhood memories. Three Cheeky Chicks offers wax melts, candles, diffuser oils, and room sprays, all available on MagicallyScented.com. And the best part? You can use the code DizHiz20 at checkout to receive 20% off your purchase. Immerse yourself in the world of Disney with scents like Polyjuice Potion, which is orange and mulled fruit blended with oak and patchouli on a base of sugared berries. Or try Once Upon a Dream, a magical blend of pears, peaches, and wild red berries. Mixed with water lily, apple blossoms, tear flowers, and jasmine, the base of vanilla orchard, sandalwood, coconut milk, and chiffon musk. And don't forget the official Diz His scent, created exclusively for fans of the Diz His podcast. Three Cheeky Chicks candles, wax melts, and diffusers make the perfect gift for any Disney lover. So visit MagicallyScented.com today and use the code DizHis20 for 20% off your purchase. 
Three Cheeky Chicks, where every synth tells a story. Hey, I'm Joe from the Diz His. And I'm Nick from Sandpiper Vacations. We will be teaming up to give one of the best travel experiences ever. I am a travel agent with Sandpiper Vacations. We are able to book any vacation destination around the world, including Disney, cruises, and all-inclusive resorts. We have been working here at the Diz His to become travel agents. And with our knowledge of the parks, we want to plan the best Disney trip for you. Using us as a travel agent, we are updated on the latest and greatest information about all of the destinations. We can help save you time, stress, and sometimes some money. Using our services costs you absolutely nothing. It is completely free to you, and we are happy to assist you with giving you more value for your trip. So if you're looking to book your next Disney trip, go to DizHiz.com. Check out DizHiz Destinations on the very top. Hey guys, want to hear something cool? Do you want to be part of the Goof Troop? Our Goof Troop is the best, and a way to help support the show. You get access to our wonderful giveaways, Discord chat, and you can join for only $2 a month. In our Discord chat, you can interact with the hosts and some of our great members. There are Disney-themed games in our chat, streams from the park, we have a special Spotify playlist. Overall, we just have a lot of fun. You also get access to our live shows, which can sometimes be a little crazy. Once again, help support the show for as low as $2 a month and join the Goof Troop. Just go to DizHiz.com and on top, there's a link. Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site, Sorcerer Radio, on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app. And now we have a very special guest on with a travel update. Now we have Nick from Sandpiper Vacations. Nick, how you doing? And what do you have to share with us? Oh my gosh, I am back. And there's been a lot happening in Disney news, as you guys know. Um, yesterday. Yes, I do. Yesterday, as I mean, we're recording in advance. But yesterday, Disney Cruise Line just announced their newest ship. Oh, everything yeah. that's coming out on the new ship, the Disney Treasure. So um, the Disney Treasure, Treasure. Yes. So the Disney Treasure is the sister ship to the Disney Wish, which came out last year, um, which was the one that I was invited on to do the previous sailing. Um, a, mm. a lot of it's going to be pretty. A lot of it's going to be identical. They're keeping a couple of the same restaurants. Um, okay. One thing that is a big change that I'm super excited about is um, on the Wish. There's a restaurant called Arendelle, which has live singers mm. um, doing Frozen music and everything. This one yeah. is themed after Coco. So, oh, no way. so they are going to have like a mariachi band. They're going to have Coco in there kind of doing some performances as well, too. Hmm, um, interacting wow. with people. Real, the real life Coco? The real, li the real life Coco. <laughs> he, wow. He made, Interesting. He made it. So I'm um, really excited to see what they do with that. And if they kind of keep it a Mexican kind of themed restaurant, which would be amazing because I love Mexican food. Um so yeah, so we're, don't you think it was a kind of a miss though? It's called Treasure. Shouldn't they do Peter Pan? So there's a lot, there's a lot of hits and misses on this ship. That's that's what I wanted to know in your yeah. opinion. What are the best? What are the highlights and the lowlights? So of this um, the biggest things. There's still a couple announcements that we're waiting on. Um, which 
we we have all had some speculation for a while now. One of them is there's speculation that there's gonna be a haunted mansion theme on the ship somewhere. That was not announced. It yet. was not announced yet because they did have a little Easter egg in yes. the initial teaser, yeah. right? Yeah. So they had um, they had three Easter eggs in the, in the original teaser. One was for Coco, which was announced. Okay. The other one was for Moana. Um, which nothing was announced for Moana yet. We are assuming okay. that might be the new stage show. Um, oh. They didn't announce the new stage show yet. Um, and and nice. then the other one's Haunted Mansion. So speculation is that the Haunted Mansion is going to be an adult-themed lounge or bar area. Um, cool. So we're all we're all still hoping, having our fingers crossed, it's showing up on the map that there's two bars that are unnamed. So we're hoping it's going to be one of those. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be a Moana bar. I, I don't don't think it's going to be a Moana bar. There's um yeah. there's a new Jungle Cruise bar, which is super oh, cool. So nice. they're going to have Very people cool. kind of dress up as, as skippers and everything. Um, as far as new type items, they are changing out the um, Inside Out ice cream shop is now going to be themed after uh, Zootopia, the ice cream shop from oh, Zootopia. Okay, cool. cool. Um, as far as um, other changes goes, everything else is pretty similar. They're still going to have the Aqua Mouse roller coaster water slide. Um, they're oh, just okay. changing. No changes. They're, huh? they're just changing the storyline on it. So it's going to have okay. it's, oh, cool. it's going to have a different new Disney or Mickey Mouse shorts that is me themed gotcha. after more okay. adventurous type things. Um, but on top of that, um, they have a brand new suite in the funnel suite. So all the rooms are going to be themed after like Lion King and Aladdin, different types of those adventurous, darker type movies, I guess. Oh, cool. Um, because the main atrium is themed after Aladdin. Um, oh, is it? Yeah. So it's a lot. It's a lot darker color in the atrium, but it's very palace kind of like. So where the Disney cool. Disney Wish is all about princesses, the um, Disney Treasure is more about adventure it's their story that's cool yeah it's a it's a good theme for exactly it's it's something different something fun um what's kind of the downfall for me i guess so they have on the on the wish they have a funnel suite so in the very Mm -hmm. forward funnel is this massive two-story suite that costs like an arm and a leg and Mm -hmm. um and three children um, so, yeah. <laughs> so that one is themed after Moana, which fits the princess theme of the cruise ship and all the uh, other rooms. Yeah, yeah. This one is themed after Epcot and and the future of tomorrow. So that's kind of weird. It's all about tomorrow. It's it's beautifully designed. For I'm me, sure. it doesn't <laughs> fit the adventure theming kind of whatsoever. So definitely seems like it's a mosh posture. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're like overflowing, overriding it with too much. Of different things yeah and it's kind of like we said too like there's a main there's gonna be three main stage shows one of them they're bringing the um, beauty and the beast from oh, i nice. think beauty and beast is on the dream right now so they're gonna have that on the, on two different ships um they definitely missed the fall on that because they put aladdin on the wish which aladdin sh- i feel should be on this uh, ship because yeah. um the atrium steamed after aladdin so you'd think right. just kind of flows with everything mm-hmm. so um so yeah, and then they are keeping the worlds of Marvel restaurants. Um, what they're going to cool. do this time, because it is going to offer seven night sailings, they're going to actually have two different two different themed shows for the worlds of Marvel. So the first one is going to be similar oh. to what's on the Wish, where it's all about Ant Man and the Wasps um, collecting their 
I don't know. I'm not a Marvel nerd, so <laughs> <laughs> I was just there for the food. <laughs> I was impressed that you remembered Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, yeah I'm like, yeah, people. I'm like, I don't know who they are, but sure. Um, but, <laughs> That'd be cool if they had the Cap Broadway show on there. That, that that's cool. one of the rumors that people are, were talking about is maybe they were testing it out at Disneyland and they're going to bring that mm-hmm. over to the cruise ship. So they still haven't announced that theory. that third show. Yeah, um, that's a good but theory. They just left. Yeah, right? but there hasn't been any any hidden easter eggs regarding that so that moana piece is still missing so and they actually sent out a treasure map about two weeks before they sent out treasure maps to a bunch of influencers so it blew up all of our social media and we're all trying to figure out this treasure map because it's all easter eggs based on what the show what to expect so what are you gonna say is this the first time that they're bringing park IP onto a cruise ship with Haunted Mansion and Jungle Cruise, or is this a theme in other ships as well? Um, the other ships have had it more so in the feel of princesses and stuff, not okay. necessarily ride attractions. Yeah, so never like that. an original ride. Yeah. So that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so they're kind of bringing the theme parks onto the water now. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but they have more than just the parks now because they have movies. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I mean, that is the, true. the kids clubs have always had like the Star Wars type theming stuff to it. Mm-hmm, so where you can right. ride the Millennium Falcon stuff like that. So the kids club always has kind of had those things. Right. Um, but for adults, this is awesome to bring in the Jungle Cruise, possibly Haunted Mansion IP. And now I just saw another Easter egg today that might be Tower of Terror. So I'm like, mm. wow, very helpful that that kind of gets thrown in there too so because there is two bars that are named so we're hoping one of those will be it oh man so yeah do they say when it should be ready to set sail yeah it's um actually set in sail december 2024 the very first maiden voyage sailing is taking place on christmas week oh wow Wow. yeah christmas week which is going to be very interesting so this ship is actually gonna it's gonna operate out of port canaveral so it's gonna be in the main main cruise port which is awesome um, and it's going to operate seven night sailings this time, which is perfect because awesome. that's crazy. The, yeah, long. Biggest complaint with the wish is it's too short. Three and four night sailings <laughs> are very, very yeah, short. You can't, crazy. you can't enjoy it all. Um, so seven night sailings, it's going to do Eastern and Western Caribbean. Um, itineraries are out now. We can start booking um, beginning next week for uh, if you've cruised Disney Cruise Line before, we can start booking next week for Castaway Club members. Um, and then open to the general public here in a couple of weeks. So. I have an issue, Nick. Yes. So I want to go on one of these cruises, right? But I never booked a Disney cruise. I've never sailed on a Disney cruise. I hate talking to customer service all the time in the past when I have booked vacations. And I also don't like paying people for services. How could I, is there any like one solution to all those, all those problems? Uh, well, it, it's very funny that you asked this question, Chris, because that's my job. I get paid really? by Disney. I don't get paid by my clients. I get paid by Disney, by Royal Caribbean, by my suppliers to book your vacation. So you don't have to lift a finger. All you have to do, well, you do have to lift a couple of fingers to send me a text or give me a call just to introduce I yourself and let me know what you're looking for. But I take all the grunt work out of it for you. So I'll, um, I'll contact Disney if there's an issue with your sailing um, or issue with um, wanting to surprise your wife with um, door decorations, room decorations, anything like that. I can take care of all those needs for you. 
Um, You're basically the fairy godmother I, I, of vacations. I, I am. You can call me the fairy godmother. And if Verna you, Felton. Uh, <laughs> or if you listen to um, No New Friends podcast, I'm the emotional supports fairy godmother too. So. <laughs> yeah uh but what's great is like you said i i do this full-time this is my job of booking vacations my focus is and, and my passion it is on disney and cruises on all-inclusive resorts um i book these every single day so my job is to make sure you have the best vacation you aren't stressed about planning the vacation and trying to find the best price um, I will let you know when the best prices are to book, which for Disney Cruise Line, the best time to book a cruise for Disney is when they release those cruises. So if you okay, so, so like now. Yeah, so start planning your 2025 vacation now. Um, pricing for the brand new Treasure is actually cheaper than the Disney Fantasy, which has been out since 2012. Wow. Um, so we're all very surprised that the pricing is very good. So um, we're booking for January January 2025 ourselves and ready to get on board with that one. You might hear from me because I plan on winning the lottery by 2025. Awesome. Yeah. So that may work out. Yeah. And we can, we can all go and we can just take the entire um, discord with us too. take all yeah. the, take all the patrons. Sounds amazing. Amazing. Now, uh, real quick before we end this segment, I was obviously kidding. I knew all that stuff because Nick did book my vacation for me. I just got back from a Royal Caribbean Alaskan cruise and <laughs> oh sorry uh we'll bleep that out um everything he's saying is true didn't cost me anything extra he actually saved me money he actually like he, he travel agent gets some get perks sometimes mm -hmm. so they'll they'll tell you the different deals and i he i got an onboard credit which i wouldn't have gotten if i didn't book through nick and yeah i didn't pay any anything extra and I'm not an not a penny extra was taken out of my and there, there's always things it. that could have happened before you book your or before your vacation actually happens and like breaking your leg, like breaking your leg, for example. So um, I get instances all the time with s different situations. Somebody might have lost a job. Somebody broke their leg, their Achilles tendon. Um, and I reached out to the cruise line. I made sure that you were set up with a yep. portable stool in your shower mm -hmm. um, so that they were accommodating for you. So I didn't tear my other <laughs> so, yeah. while shower. <laughs> um, scooter rentals and stuff like that so that you can yeah. you can jazz your way around the ship, too. So. Yeah, awesome. So, uh, not only is Nick going to save you money, but he's a huge help. He uh, emails you every type, of, every step of the way. This is what this deal's on today for the drink package for excursions. You know, I got a, I got a tip that you know there's going to be thirty percent off this weekend. He's in our email, and then after after the vacation too, he asks how it went and everything. And it was, yeah, uh, every step of the way is there for you, and he doesn't charge. Yeah, it. imagine, imagine having something go wrong on your vacation, and instead of being like, "What am I going to do?" You can call someone and be like, hey, what do I do? And yeah, they actually exactly. know. <laughs> and, I, and I've had I've had my own personal experiences, too. I just got back from a trip in June over to Europe and we had flight cancellations, which is the biggest issue that continues yeah. to still happen every single day. And what do I do? How do I get home? Um, how do I navigate that and work with somebody for free that has dealt with these situations i deal with them on a daily basis unfortunately um and i'm always on the phone with people um with my suppliers making sure i'm staying updated trained educated um like i said it doesn't cost anything all you got to do is visit sandpipervacations.com to request a quote 
um, and we're happy to get you on that vacation. I also I also strongly encourage you to follow. It's just Sandpiper Vacations yep. on Facebook, right, Nick, and Instagram, because uh, Nick does post a lot of very helpful uh, tips and tricks. I think he, did you post the map uh, last week? Yeah, when it came yeah, out? we posted the yeah. posted the treasure map to kind of see if people had their speculations of what to expect on board. And this is the sixth ship in the Disney Cruise Line fleet. So there's um, a ship on the West Coast. So if you want to go to Alaska or the California coast, um, there's one over in Europe right now along um, Florida. So you can travel pretty much anywhere, especially with Disney. They're phenomenal. It's a great for an adults-only trip, too. If you don't have kids, highly mm-hmm. recommend Disney. It's top-notch. There's adults-only restaurants, adults-only bars and entertainment. So. Yeah, very accommodating towards whoever goes there, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah, and on top of it, you're supporting an LGBTQ-owned and operated small business too. So, mm-hmm. um, so keep keep that in mind. Yeah, your money's go your 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 money's going towards uh, someone's family instead of uh, you know maybe a CEO's lunch. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, that's um, true. Basically, yeah, I always like to explain it to people that. If you book your trip online, you are basically giving money back to a website for a service that you're paying mm-hmm. for. So you're paying for a travel advisor, whether or not you use one. So you might as well take advantage of me. Nobody else. Don't call anybody else. Call me. <laughs> yeah, and we actually have one of um, one of your patron is one of my clients right now, and he's actually at Walt Disney World. So he's, he's tuning in That's live true. right now from Walt Disney World on his vacation that he booked with us. So thank you, Ryan, for listening and enjoy your vacation. This week in Disney, Chris, have you done anything? So I did do something a few weeks ago. I mean, yes, I watched Ahsoka, which was I'm still loving it and everything. But I could say that any mm-hmm. any week for the next you know so many weeks, right? Uh, so I do want to talk about something that I did while I was in Alaska a couple weeks ago. We did the history on the lore of Dinoland USA, and you did, did the history I, on the lore of right, Dinoland. I actually USA. did, and I talked a lot about Dino Sue, which was the most complete. Uh, t-rex skeleton ever ever unearthed and that was yeah, yeah that was found in i i don't know montana north dakota they're all the same you know, <laughs> one, of, one of those one of those states with the trees and um so uh i did go on this cruise with an injury so i did have to cancel an excursion in victoria british columbia and uh so i was looking up what to do there and there was a uh museum of british columbia uh so Emily and I went to uh, that museum and what was on exhibit was actually Sue, the T-Rex, um, which was really cool because not only did I get to talk about it, but I got to see now, was she actually there? No, she died millions of years ago, guys. Um, no, her, her bones are actually uh, in Chicago. Uh, so what they do is they, um, they take a mold of her bones so it's an exact replica. So you get to see what she actually looks like to, down to like the arthritis in her tail. Like you could see all of this stuff, uh, which is really neat. The coolest thing about it wasn't the fact that I was looking at some replica of Dino Sue, but they actually did have a few um, smaller pieces of Sue on display there, which was really cool. So I got to see this dinosaur, you know, part of the bones that were unearthed that that went into uh, the story of, uh, of Dino Land USA, which was really cool. So uh, that was really neat. That was uh, that was about as Disney as we got. Um, besides buying the sticker that I'm holding up right now, like these knockoff uh, Disney stickers with with uh, like Canadian tribal uh, things inside of it. 
Oh my yeah, gosh. And I did get a magnet that says Mickey Moose, which we are giving away. I forgot about that. That is the giveaway for, uh, uh, which we'll do maybe next week. I did buy that Mickey Moose, uh, and it says Juno, Alaska on there. It's kind of cool. So you get a magnet from Alaska if you win. Um, but yeah, besides, you know, besides the Soko, besides, besides playing the new season of Marvel Snap, which I'm really enjoying, besides getting ready Love for it. Loki season two. Yeah, so a couple weeks ago, yeah. I did get to see uh, one of the dinosaurs, a, a, a very small piece of one of the dinosaurs that uh, that inspired some of the lore of Dinoland USA, which is pretty cool. Uh, Nick, what'd you do this week in Disney? Um, so besides watching Bluey over and over again, because <laughs> love it, Piper has been obsessed with it. So again, good. And I, I finally am sitting down and watching it and loving it so much more as an adult. I know everybody's. But did you you haven't watched it before? It, it's always been on in the background and not really something that I've paid attention to much oh, to the storyline. Really? But now I'm like paying attention. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like genius. FYI, if you type in YouTube Bluey season three part two or something new episodes, you can find episodes that are on Disney Plus that have aired in Australia online. They're just like sometimes they'll do like a little video next to a video that's not Bluey, but you can still watch the episodes. Interesting. FYI, I will keep an eye on that. <laughs> um, other than that, um, I, speaking ahead, since I um, am on here, we are actually headed back to Disneyland and Disney World next week. So just rub it in next week. Just rub it in. Yeah. So Sean and I, Disneyland and, World. and Disney. So World. Sean and I decided. My husband. Um, it's Halloween time. It's his favorite season we decided we're going to do a little coast to coast Halloween tour. So we are headed to California on Sunday to go to universal Hollywood and then Disneyland to the Oogie Boogie. Oh, we got to bleep that out. We have to bleep that out. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Alex got that. So we're going to Oogie Boogie Bash, which that sold out in three minutes. It's insane. Oh my my gosh. I wasn't planning to get tickets. I just happened to be on looking for some clients saw the dates that were on vacation and i'm like let's do it so we're gonna be in california for three days for the um, our west coast side and then we're flying east and meeting up with some friends on the east coast and we're gonna do um walt disney world for mickey's not so scary halloween party and we're Mm -hmm. gonna go to universal for halloween horror nights which wow. I'm excited about because I, I I have a love hate relationship with haunted houses. I'm more <laughs> I'm more the type of person that likes to laugh at them, yeah, and laugh at uh-huh. laugh at the people that are just so scared. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what we're gonna have to do is we're gonna have to have you on the week after, or however the schedule works out, so you can yes, give us a comparison sure. of yeah. both and which was better at this and that. I think I'm gonna know the answer just based off of all the videos and clips I see of Oogie Boogie Bash. Yeah. But I'd yes, love, yeah, I'd really love to know firsthand, like how, and you're gonna, you're gonna be doing it like back to back, so you'll have it fresh right. in your in your mind. Yeah. So I'm really excited to hear about that. Yeah, it's gonna be a busy week, but we're definitely super excited. We're not taking Piper, so it's just adult only wow. trip this time. So wow. nice. It's gonna be much much easier, much more relaxed for us at yeah, least. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So. Until you yeah. go, to you won't house. need a vacation uh, after your vacation. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I'll probably still take one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's field research. No, it's, yeah. field research. It's, it's all it's all market research from here. So. <laughs> that's so funny. That's awesome. I can't wait. That's that's gonna be amazing. I've I've heard of people doing that, and uh, it's so cool that you have possibility of doing that. Uh, that's. It's going to be so much fun, yeah. so much fun. What about you, Alex? What have you been doing in Disney? I have not been doing too much this week in Disney. Uh, just like you, we've been watching a lot of Bluey still all the time, every day. 
Um, other than that, not too much. Trying to get myself on, hands on some Lorcana cards. Everywhere I go, they're sold yeah. out, so I have not got a pack yet. I'm hoping to find one eventually uh, and get myself some hands on some of those cards. And like Chris said, I've been watching Ahsoka, watched playing Marvel Snap. I actually just started watching Rebels as well, uh, which is the cartoon that is actually supposed to be a prequel to Ahsoka. So I started watching Rebels, uh, the cartoon, and um, I'm liking it. I'm like Ahsoka. I like Rebels. So it's very nice. Very nice. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's about it. Not too much for Disney on my end. Um, but next week on Diz His, we'll be having our food and wine expert, Scott from <laughs> No New Friends, come on and talk about the food and wine festival at Epcot. Sounds like a joke, but it's not. It's he's it's he's, not a he's joke. A, he's yeah. a food and wine expert. It's true. He's been enjoying and partaking in a lot of the wine portion today. I know so. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yes, yes, he has. With uh, yeah, he went over and met one of our patrons, Brian, at Disney World uh, today, and uh, yeah, so he's gonna be on next week. If you you know heard him a couple weeks ago and liked hearing him, then he's back. If you didn't, sorry. um, sorry, he's yeah. back. <laughs> So other than that, please, if you could please uh, reach out to us via Instagram, Twitter, Facebook on uh, Diz His Pod. From there, you can go to our link tree, get to our Patreon. You can go over to our blog, which is written by people on the podcast as well as Patreon members. You, if you join the Patreon for as little as $2 a month, you can write on the blog yourself. We will have future events, future giveaways in the future. Sometimes we do games. We haven't done any game days in a while, but eventually we'll do it again, I imagine. And, uh, you know, we also have uh, Tee Public where you can get some merchandise, some Diz His merch. Well, that's a His on Vernon Felton. I'm Alex. I'm Chris. And I'm Nick with Sandpiper Vacations. Thanks for listening. Have a magical week. <laughs>